Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. I, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to rush time or anything, but I just wanted you to know, and for everyone at home to know, that there are three non-Horizon Forbidden West episodes of the Gamers Inn before we get to our first Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West episode of the Gamers Inn. <laughs> So, oh my god it's so true yeah, yeah. we have uh oh man I, I can't wait for that freaking game it's gonna be so good <sighs> i just want it now and i was actually playing dead by daylight with uh triple uh dustin who was on the show uh in the spring and we were playing dead by daylight last night and he's like guess what tomorrow is and i was like February 1st, like Tuesday. Like, what's he getting at? What's he getting at? And he's like, only one more retail horizon. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, it comes out on the 8th, doesn't it? I was like, no. <laughs> Why are you toying with my emotions like that? <laughs> I, like, I can no, even look it still up. still longer to wait. <laughs> and maybe even longer because I ordered that um, collector, the physical collector's edition, right? So. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Oh. I'm I'm somewhat ki- like okay, Ryan, this is how this is how crazy I'm feeling right now about this game. <laughs> it's like I know that the physical collector's edition is coming and it has my game code in it, but part of me is thinking I want to just pre-order it like just on PlayStation so that I have the game like as soon as as possible. I mean, you know, okay. Like, <laughs> but I'm just, not going to be able to return it because I know I'm going to play way more than I'm allowed to and still return it. So, well, although I guess I could maybe give away the code. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say you could give it away or or you could find someone who's willing to wait the day for the digital code. I mean, I, I think you're pretty <laughs> trustworthy. I think people could buy it off of you at cost. And, I guess and that's do you a true. Favor. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's someone out there cool. that's like, yeah, I have a plan now. <laughs> yeah, throw it out there into the universe. I mean, I'm sure everyone's like cursing me because uh, we were just about to do a giveaway for Horizon Forbidden West. But like, honestly, I, I think I think you could find someone <laughs> who would uh, who would buy the code off of you and willing to wait the three, you know, day mammoth tax or whatever, uh, you know, <laughs> that's thing like i just oh man yeah i need to play day and date i have to i have to so anyways yeah that's that's where my crazy spending too much money on this game like brain is going and honestly i hope it's good (laughs) i think it's gonna be good i'm only worried because my expectations are so high but i'm like i know that the combat is going to be very similar and just improved in a couple places based on what we've seen so far of the game i think the world is really cool they're obviously good storytellers because I loved the first one. They're good wor- world builders and they've had a lot of time. I don't feel like this game has been rushed out at all. So my expectations are really high and I'm not really like worried, but at the same time, I'm a little worried. <laughs> like yeah. I wish I had low to no expectations so it could blow me away again. But yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'll know in a few weeks. I'll know in a few weeks. It won't be long. <laughs> I feel like you can hear like the anticipation in my voice (laughs) (laughs) well the countdown has begun as we've entered the uh, yes we are in february now we are now no longer counting by months we are counting by days it's very exciting (laughs) yeah oh man uh yeah you have high expectations i i think for me um i i haven't had time to really think about my expectations and not i've just been really distracted with everything going on and all the games i've been trying to play uh, over the over the last couple of months where I'm, I think I'm just, I think I'm like, I'm neutral, maybe a bit above neutral. I'm like, 
I'm good. You know, I'm not high expectations, but I know it's I know it's going to be good. But I'm not sitting here like vibrating, waiting for the game to come out like you are. Uh, but I am excited to play. I'm excited to talk about it with you on day one, as opposed to I think it was a couple months uh, after the game came out that I finally gave it a shot so uh, the, i was the gonna say are you actually gonna be playing with me at the yes. same time or okay good you'll you'll shoot <laughs> i don't have to talk you into it <laughs> no 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 i uh i was i was looking at the store page today um and thinking oh i do have to pre-order this uh so that at least it's downloaded um if anything if you do wait for your digital code uh to come in the mail which is funny uh i might i might be able to like get a bit of a head start so that when we do end up talking about it on our first episode, we could be around the same time frame. But I know if you get a whole weekend to play, I'll uh, I'll be I'll be very far behind. But um, I'm so oh, yeah, excited I'm not doing anything that weekend except playing Horizon. So yeah, I don't blame you. That's totally <laughs> yeah. fine. I mean, do you have to put the mammoth together? The big, or you just like plop it on a shelf? I don't and... think so. I think I just take it out of a box and I just put it behind me and say, "Sorry, Hearthstone box, you're going somewhere else." There you go, giant <laughs> mammoth in the background. So look forward to that. Exactly. Um, so one thing that I know that you did spend your weekend playing, and so I mean, it, you still only played what, like 10 hours, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that in a day with Horizon. But it's still it's, you know, you have kids uh, 10 hours on your weekend is a big deal. Uh, tell me about Inscription. Yeah, so I, uh, I've been playing, I've actually been playing Inscription on and off uh, since the Steam winter sale so i started over the holidays and i've been slowly working my way through it i did play a good chunk over the weekend um because we had talked post show last week like well what do we want to play next week you know as we inch closer to uh the horizon forbidden west in or whatever we're changing the name of the podcast to (laughs) um I, i i suggested well inscription not because it has cards in it and i know jocelyn loves all card games no matter what um (laughs) That is the truth. I I I recommended it based on I think I think we both played Pony Island. Am I am I remembering that correctly? We both played that game, did we not? No, really. I feel like yeah. I feel like we I, both did. I, Maybe I don't know. I definitely uh, I know of it. I think. Well, wait, Pony Island was that? Um, okay, it's kind of sort of coming back to it me was a now. Long I think I had it. Yeah, um, I think I had it confused with something else. I did not get very far in it though, but I remember the game you're talking about now. But I didn't get very far. I'm trying to remember. Okay, so Pony Island. Uh, oh, you know what? I think I think I played it, and we had a guest on. Uh, maybe. I think I think Ventigo was on the show that that week. It was in 2016. It was a long time ago. I don't blame anyone yeah. for forgetting. <laughs> Anyways, the follow up to Pony Island is this game Inscription, uh, which very much uh, starts itself off as a uh, card battler. Um, and actually, the card battling and the mechanics that are introduced right off the bat that is a se- that is present throughout the game. I think that was the difference with Pony Island is that as the game progressed in Pony Island. Um, it turned from just this innocent platformer into something much more. There was more going on in that game and you unraveled it as you continued to play. And I think that was um, part of like the... in a way that changed the core mechanics of what you were doing. Yeah, uh, uh, to okay. a certain extent, but it also it just it changed the story. Like, uh, you know, another good example is like, I think, Doki Doki Literature Club, where it starts off as one thing. It's presented 
um, as a specific type of game. And this, in the case of Doki Doki, it was a, a visual novel. But then it turns into this sort of psychological um, puzzle game where you're deleting files and you're having to, you know, navigate your operating system uh, to to try and make the game progress. Like there was stuff going on outside of the game and within the game that progressed the narrative. And um, Pony Island had a bit of that as well. And I think with Inscription, right off the bat, they they lean into this is more than just a card battler. You're you're in there. You're you're playing cards, but you're kind of like it feels as though you're in this room, you're being held against your will by this, you know, monster, uh, very much appears to be a monster at the very beginning of the game. Um, and it's, uh, that's how it's presented right off the bat. Like you're in this okay, room. Can I, can I just ask you, okay, mm. so guys, I also played inscription, um, uh, because I've had a lot of people recommend this to me and that's kind of what Ryan was poking at at the beginning. <laughs> Um, a lot of people, because I play Hearthstone, assume I like all card games <laughs> and Hearthstone's like the only one I've ever played and enjoyed and stuck with in any real way. So, um, yeah, a lot of people are just like, Hey, you'll love this. I'm like, will I though? <laughs> Cause it's also a roguelike and, uh, yeah. So, which is not a kind of thing that I generally enjoy. Although Ryan, the more of these we play, the more I think I might like roguelikes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Although I will say, like, um, I don't, I haven't played um, Slay the Spire. I don't tend to like stuff that's just overly repetitive. And there's like one part of my brain playing inscription that's like, okay, I don't really like this because I'm going up against the same boss over and over again. And I kind of wish that there was like a skip. <laughs> like there was a way that I could just be like, hey, I've already beat this dude. Let me just go into like the second world mm -hmm. faster. But uh, because it's also like a deck builder, you have to like go through all of the steps in the first world to have enough cards and have enough power to like go up against what's coming for you in the second world. Um, So like I get it. And part of me is like, I really want to push further and I really want to do better. But another part of me also is like getting bored of the same boss over and over and over and over, which is always my problem with roguelikes. <laughs> so there definitely is that part of this game. But um, I did want to, before you got too far into talking about it, I wanted to ask you, so I didn't have a new game button. Mm -hmm. I only had a continue game button. Is that like a nod to the fact that it's a roguelike and that you're kind of like picking up where somebody else left off? I, I think. Or I, did I like miss the intro of the game? No, you didn't miss anything. Because <laughs> basically I, I hit continue game because mm -hmm. new game was grayed out and it wouldn't let me like drag it and drop it into the thing. And so I was like, OK, so I'll just try continue. And then it just kind of like plopped me down at the table. Yep. Okay. Oh, that is yeah. that that is the beginning of the game. So, okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. No, that's totally fine. And again, like when you start this game, um, that's the first thing. First of all, we uh, I gotta applaud you. You're you're very observant when it comes to games, and you always have been. And I think like when you when you booted up when I booted up the game, it's just like, oh, how do I start playing? Well, I guess this is the only option. Knew it doesn't work. I never even thought of it. But you know, <laughs> now having finished Inscription, that moment, um honestly should have made sense sooner like there's a moment way sooner in the game that 
you know, made it seem like, oh, that's why that is like that. Uh, but but for me, because I was kind of playing it in a disjointed fashion, I think I I needed to save it and I quit out the game when I had the opportunity to learn more about it. Um, so I didn't actually experience that until the very end when you can kind of, you know, anyways. So like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, there's okay, a perfectly so good reason for that. Okay. And I didn't miss anything. Okay. No, you didn't miss anything. And I think here's the thing, like, uh, for everyone at home, we're not going to get into spoilers of this game because I, I think that personally, and I, I, you know, personally, I think that this game, a good majority of it, um, is worth experiencing, uh yourself but i also think it's one of those games that once you have experienced it it's a really fun discussion it doesn't need to be like a long discussion but there's it it can be fun to talk about the things that happened in this game that would be spoilery um Mm. a roundabout way of me saying you should finish it so we can have a spoiler discussion on the show and then um, yeah (laughs) it'd be a lot of fun but i think that yeah you're you're in the point of the game where um you are playing inscription uh, which is the card game, uh, and you're 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 learning the ropes. You're it is a rogue. Uh, I don't know if it's roguelike or roguelite. Well, they so on the Steam page mm-hmm. they describe it as uh, an inky black card based odyssey that blends the deck building roguelike, mm. escape room style puzzles, and psychological horror into the blood lace into a blood lace smoothie. Perfect. <laughs> Darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards. Yes, that is a, well, I mean, I, I was just about to say, that's a great description. So whoever's <laughs> doing their marketing writing, perfect. That completely explains um, the entire game uh, without spoiling it, because there's <laughs> so many great moments that transpire throughout that fit within those descriptors, where if you've only played, um, all, you know, the first part of the game, you it also also really describes that well and uh and and there are multiple i'll say this there are multiple parts to the game as you progress forward uh in the game it's and and this is the thing i will say if you're getting stuck uh not just like stuck from a from a skill based point of view but from a just like a you know a fun like a gameplay fun uh state uh with the with the loop like the rogue light loop um, mm-hmm. you do eventually escape that, like you get through that part of the game. Um, okay. it's not the whole game. And I think like, that's one thing I'll say that I don't mind spoiling because again, when I was at your point of the game, I was thinking to myself like, Oh, if this just keeps, and I knew nothing if it just keeps going like this and I'm struggling and I'm dying and these bosses are taking me out and, and, and there is some RNG, there's some randomness in there and it's like, there definitely is. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I want to come back to that, but continue. Yeah. I was just going to say that if you are hitting that wall, um, you got to understand, you got to understand like a, it's not forever. There's more to this game than that. And you do eventually break through that wall and keep moving forward. And I, and I found like, if you are hitting that wall, you just gotta you gotta keep going because there is there is more to it than just this loop. Although there are building a mod that will basically take that mode, that roguelite mode, and turn it into an infinite sort of mode, which is cool. I, it's nice that they're doing that, but it's um, that is not the entirety of of the game. Um, okay, you do eventually beat it. Um, and the escape room again is a really great way of describing it because uh, there are a lot of these fun elements. And I think like at the start of the game, it really is just, Oh, can you get off the table and go get this piece as they're like introducing new mechanics to you? 
Um, yeah, because yeah. you go through your first run and depending on how far you get, whatever, it doesn't really matter. The next time you sit down at the table, he says, oh, I forgot to get your piece. Can you go get it for me? It's over on the table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay." And then he says, yeah, you can leave the table at any point in time when you're looking at the map. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And that was like Matt's first question to me is he was like, oh, I was looking at that game. It looks kind of cool. But like, does an escape room fit in a card game? Like, does that make any sense? And I was like, actually, yeah, because it's not just the board, right? Like you can stand up and you can move around the room and there's objects in the room that you need to interact with to do different things. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's really, it's really kind of cool. And I'm obviously not like Ryan's finished it. I haven't, but um, yeah, there, there's definitely more than just the card game to this game. And there's a lot of other, like they said, escape room style puzzles to solve, which are, which I found really really fun actually mm. um yeah the, and it actually gave me one of the only jump scares i've had in the game so far was when <laughs> i was up and moving around the room because i didn't realize like it, you don't you don't walk around the room like you would traditionally think it's more like um squares on a chessboard sort of thing so like the room basically has like nine squares you can stand in and when you press like over you move over one and Mm -hmm. up you move up one sort of deal so the movement isn't like smooth like you would think of when you're walking around a room so i didn't realize i was as close to the guy on the other side of the table as i was and then i kind of like turned around and he was like right there (laughs) which was really (laughs) scary because you don't see him really all you see is like a pair of eyes. He's he's shrouded in darkness. So other than um, when you get to like boss fights or vendors or stuff, he'll don these masks and his eyes will change colors. And then you kind of get like a, a hint of what the mask looks like, but you're still not seeing him. Like he's always just this pair of eyes at the beginning anyways. So uh, yeah, it's very, uh, it was very like, <laughs> like eyes are right here. And I was like, ah, what is happening? Why am I so close to you? This is awkward, even if you weren't monstrous. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's super comfortable with you kind of getting up in his grill. And oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um, yeah, the, the movement while you're in the escape room, uh, when you step away from from the deck, uh, or from the board, it, it reminds me of like old school dungeon crawlers where you are moving in a grid based fashion. Um, and you have tank controls essentially. So they, they emulate, emulate that really well. And, uh, I just found, um, the controls to be at first a little cumbersome, but once you get Mm -hmm. the hang of it, it, it is kind of, I I really liked it. Like I, I like the way you're interacting with the board and, um, I think we both played on PC. Yes. Yeah. I played with a controller. Oh, okay. I think I can see how a controller would work better because that's one of my, one of the things I don't like. And I'm having a lot of trouble too because I play so much Hearthstone. Mm. So I had a lot of trouble wrapping my head around the mechanics of like how creatures on the board or cards on the board like interact with each other because that's totally different than Hearthstone. And same with like playing stuff from your hand and how you pay for cards and and everything else, it just it, all of it was really, really like complicated and different than the way Hearthstone does things. And part of that was just being able to see the whole board. And because there's a lot of like you have to press like W and S back and forth to see like 
if you go all the way W, you can see what your opponent's going to play next. And then one S back is like their side of the board. And then one S back is your side of the board. And then you go back again and you're in your hand. And then you go back again and you can see the full view of your cards. So when you're hitting, sitting there hitting like W and S back and forth and back and forth and back and forth to try to make the best decision you possibly can, it's like, man, this is a lot of W and Sing. <laughs> but if you had, I imagine, a control stick, that would probably be a lot easier. And maybe I should try plugging in my controller to do this. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it's a feature of, of Steam specifically. Um, I think it might be a combination of the way the game handles Steam con- configurations for controllers. But the store page says it, d- it does not support controller. So I was just on a whim, like, I wonder if this will work. And um, I booted up with the Xbox controller synced and um, Steam says it loads a, a config, which it does for every every game. And I think most of them are user generated uh, and the developers can even put in a config and kind of rise it to the top, like pin it to the automated um, config that gets downloaded. And um, so essentially it, it loaded it up. It was perfect. So it maps all of your movement to the left stick and, um, uh, or I might have it reversed. Uh, anyways, one stick is movement and the other stick is uh, the mouse control. Um, so the mouse control, and it works. I, I mean, I, I if you had asked me, would you want to move your mouse cursor with a control stick? I'd probably answer no. But in this specific game, there's not, there's no like um, time-based movement. You're kind of just exploring at your own. Um, yeah, there's either. no turn timers or anything. Yeah, like there's no... Uh, yeah, so you can just do Which whatever Which was also you want. something that I was uh, like struggling to get used to because I'm used to both Battlegrounds and like traditional standard competitive Hearthstone, which both have turn timers. And yeah. so I'm sitting there like panicking, looking at my cards. Going, I don't know what that symbol is. And it took me a really long time. This is the other thing with um, kind of like the RNG and the deck building side of things is that I kept clicking on stuff when what I really wanted to do was like bring up the help page because it shows you there's like a little book icon and I'm like, oh, okay, this means there's an entry in help. And it's like you left click to pick something up and you right click in to see the help page. And it took me way too long to figure that out. I kept like clicking on like when I I had the book icon and just clicking, Mm -hmm. thinking that it would like help me. (laughs) And it definitely did not. It was like, oh, clearly you want this. I'm like, no, I want help on this. (laughs) So like that was a little bit like I it took me a really long time to figure out that right click was an option um because yeah yeah, my cursor kept changing so I was like yeah teach me this thing and then I just thought I was misclicking I thought I was accidentally like clicking the card instead of the icon or something and yeah I was like oh this is clearly user error it was just not the kind of error I thought I was making so anyways um so yeah I ended up with a lot of cards that I didn't necessarily want in my first few runs and uh and then I had one like one really good run one just absolutely awesome run. I had a great card from my previous run. And because uh, you get to make your own card, that's like the roguelike part of it is that when you die, you get to make your death card. And then that card will be available to you in your deck in the next round. So I had a really, really good death card that came out of it. And then I wasted that really good death card because I had terrible luck when I was moving through the board to build my deck. Um, So there's like different kinds of encounters you can do. So if it shows you two cards, you're basically always going to get a card to go in your deck. 
and it'll either show you like little drops of blood on it, which means um, you get to choose the cost. It'll show you a, a question mark, which is just totally random. It'll show you the icon of the like, I guess, card type. And because there's different types in this game, although I haven't quite figured out exactly what they all are. <laughs> I think there's like maybe like critters and maybe bugs and maybe like I know there's definitely like wolves, like canine creatures. Um, but yeah, it's it makes you try to figure a lot of stuff out. It doesn't yeah. really hand things to you at all. And uh, so anyway, so I had a, a really good run, a really good death card into a whole lot of really bad RNG. And then I like died to the first boss. I don't even think I made it to the first boss, actually. I might have just died to an encounter. Um, and and then all of that goes away. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I had such a good card. And that's been my biggest like thing with this game so far is that like if you get bad RNG, it doesn't feel like you can kind of crawl your way back out from under that. <laughs> like it feels kind of snowbally. Yeah, you kind of just have to let the run reset. And I and I had a few mm -hmm. of those moments. Like you're not alone there. Um, and uh, okay, because yeah. I was kind of wondering because I think I've played about two two and a half hours. And when you said you finished it in ten, I'm like, I don't feel like I can finish this in ten. But if the game itself isn't just this loop over and over again, then maybe I can. Maybe I'm I'm closer to kind of getting out of the loop than I realize. I feel I feel like where you're at in the moment of the game. Um, and I know I should have asked pre-show. You probably wouldn't have cared, but I, I won't ask here because I feel like it it does start to go into the avenue of there's more going on, and uh, there is there are moments in the game where I think the loop is made more enjoyable because you know you're um, getting more to the story. You're uh, getting... There's more mystery there than has uh, than has been presented so far. Like, it's not just you stuck in a cabin. Um, there's, there's something a bit more there. So, like, I think you're very close to this moment where uh, the loop becomes suddenly one of these things where, oh, it's not just me trying to beat these bosses. It's also me trying to escape this room and figure out what else is going on. Um, and I think that uh, that was the stuff that kind of propelled me forward. But you're right. There is a moment sort of early on as the game is trying to teach you uh, the mechanics of the cards and just the base rules of, of how the mechanics work where there might be the treadmill might be getting a, a little, a little stale, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, all I'll say is you just, it's one of those moments where you, you don't want to hear it, but you do have to kind of keep pushing. And I felt that I was there with you. And I think that's one of the, um, as someone who's not great dealing with card battlers and, and randomness in card battlers and, and preparing for that. Um, I did have a couple moments where I was like, ah, I really thought I had it. And the bosses, uh, in this game, um, I think like you kind of know going in if you're going to be able to finish them off because they do have some pretty epic powers and mm -hmm. they don't play by the rules that you do. This is not like a Hearthstone game where you each have the same mana count. Um, the only difference between you is your hero power and your deck. In this case, the difference between you and the bosses that the bosses are able to seemingly play cards um, without consequence so like they can lay down yeah they like don't a... seem to have a cost like we exactly. have a cost at all yeah um one thing that i do 
really like and find very interesting is the damage meter in this game. Like you mm. don't seem to have health. They don't have health. It's just you have to like beat them by a certain amount. So like if they deal four damage to you, but then you deal four damage back, then you're back on even footing. Yeah. So it's like you have to out damage them or they have to out damage you by a certain amount, which uh, which leads to some really interesting like I guess strategies and kind of compromises is like it starts to come down to like, okay, can I throw down something just to absorb this blow and it's going to die, but I don't even care uh, because my other two creatures are going to do like way more damage to him or something like that. You know, like you, you start to really, I mean, it's, it's an interesting strategy. I'm used to obviously again, Coming from Hearthstone, you guys are going to hear that a lot when we talk about this game. Coming from Hearthstone, where, you know, you've got 30 health and that's it. And, you know, there's some classes that can build armor. But, like, when it comes down to, like, you and your opponent, it's like you have a set health pool, basically. And you just, whoever hits zero first wins. But it's like, this game is just whoever out damages the other one. Which is just, it's just such a cool change for me coming from the world of Hearthstone. Yeah. It's very interesting. I like that mechanic a lot. Although, again, it took me a long time to catch on. <laughs> yes, and and that's the thing. Like, I think the mechanics that are present in the game. So the the base mechanics, like as you said, the damage. Um, it's kind of like a weighted scale. So whoever mm-hmm. um, whoever tips the scales wins. Uh, and um, also, there are two. You have two decks. You have your main deck and you have a side deck. The side deck is built out of sort of base character. They're squirrels. Uh, you know, zero one squirrels. <laughs> and in order to summon from your main deck, like uh, you have a blood count. So you sacrifice your cards. Um, and of course, you're going to want to sacrifice your squirrels as opposed to sacrificing your other characters. But you can get strategic there too, where let's say you mm-hmm. have um, a character that was a three two and they took one damage and you know they're going to die, you know, next turn if you don't do anything. Um, you can decide, like, okay. Uh, you can, and you can also see like your, the cue for your enemy as well. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the person you're facing, like you can see if they're going to play a card in place of the card you're just about to take out. So, you know, like, oh, he's got another card queued up. So as soon as I take this one out, that person's going to come in and take my card. So I might as well sacrifice them, get some more health on the board. And mm-hmm. there's a lot, like they present you with all these tools to be strategic and it's, you know, as it builds in and, and as they're layering in all these mechanics to teach you how to play for the remainder of the game there's like a lot of there's like a lot of stuff there like there are items as well i don't know if you've come across any of the items yet um yeah i've come across some items i've come across like another thing that i really like about just the way the game plays is you place your cards like you said down like in a specific spot in a specific row and then they stay there until they die and you can't move them around and you can't do anything like that. And so there's kind of like, there's um, like positioning considerations. Like you said, there's two decks, there's your main creature deck and then there's your squirrel deck, which is basically like your mana. It's the thing that you use in order to cast your cards, but you only get to draw one card per turn. So you have to choose, do you want a squirrel or do you want a creature? And uh, so, it again, there are a lot of different pieces to the strategy here that I think makes the actual card game itself really interesting. But to speak about items, yeah, I have come across some items. And there's some, there's some really cool effects. Although, 
other than the squirrels in a bottle, I haven't used them yet because I'm like afraid of using it prematurely. But then a lot of the times I die. I have used the pliers to tip the scales <laughs> and that did ask. not work how I thought it was going to work. And I <laughs> love that his reaction was like, wow, I didn't think you were actually going to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, yeah, there's yeah. a definite horror component. Yeah, and like you get that saw vibe a little bit with um, a little bit, yeah, yeah a little like bit. The, the jigsaw which is actually monster. really funny because I just watched all the saw movies in a marathon this weekend. Oh so my gosh. how are you? Still <laughs> it was standing? a lot. <laughs> I watched the first one and then the second one, and I think I read the Wikipedia articles for the rest because they like they start going down like a lore <laughs> idea, and like all the yeah. all the trappings are just like just get grosser and grosser and i'm like i don't need to see it but you know to understand the lore of why there's like six jigsaw films why i stuck with it was to figure out the yeah the lore and they were leaving my streaming service like within 24 hours or something and i was like damn it i need to watch these you were on a a time limit (laughs) i was on a timer so yeah it's it's fun i was on a timer yeah there's a lot of timers there is yeah anyway i was like where, where <laughs> yeah it? you're right it is it's very saw like some of the stuff that you do <laughs> there's a horror component exactly the the items you got there um they come into play and then they and sometimes they are things that you know impact uh the board sometimes as you said the pliers you 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 use that to impact yourself <laughs> yeah and um yeah like there's a lot there's a lot to the game that kind of like slowly builds builds out. So like from a from a roguelike or a roguelite standpoint, like yeah, you are you you're getting this uh, card that you're bringing across, like your death card. When you die, mm-hmm. you're able to make a card, and then that comes into which your deck. does depend. So um, Ryan, you might mm-hmm. know this better than I do um, because I'm I'm having trouble kind of figuring it out, and I I got stuck on the first boss quite a few times. I've only made it like basically if I can make it past the first section. I can fairly reliably make it to the third section. For okay. some reason, there's just like that first section. I think it's because you don't have a lot of cards. You don't have a lot of options. So once you make it to the first boss, if you haven't built a good deck, you're kind of screwed. Um, so I've noticed that in my better runs, I get like three card options to choose from to use to build my death card. But when I either don't defeat the first boss or only defeat the first boss. I only get one card option, which then makes your deck or your death card terrible. It's so bad. So you basically you take you take a choice, a choice of cards and you get to choose, um, first of all, the cost of your card and you have to pull it from one of those three cards. So your cards could potentially be free or they could cost blood or they could cost bones and they can cost um, like Anywhere from none to, you know, three, four. If it's bones, it can be five, eight, nine, whatever. Um, So you choose the cost of your card. Then you get a new set of three cards from which you choose the stats of your card. So your attack and your health. And then you get another set of cards to choose from in order to choose the sigil that's on your card, which is like its special power. Some cards don't have a special power, but some cards do. So do you know how the death card decides like how many options you have. Because like I say, sometimes I've only had one option and then my death card's been terrible. Sometimes I've had up to three. I think it's based on the cards you you collect. 
in your deck oh as you okay forward. like you can't have your because you do start with like a basic starter yeah. deck of creatures so you can't choose the basic starter creatures it's just the things you've accumulated that makes sense i think so and that's another good point is like as you're progressing um on the map like you you can see once you learn the icons of of the events um you can kind of look forward and determine like okay like i know i'm gonna come to this point where I'm going to get a whole new collection of items. So I, I should have no problem just using them because um, I'm going to get a whole new set. You might not get the guaranteed ones you want. I never go. I never take the item path. Oh, really? Hmm. I always take the sacrifice path. Oh, that's see, that's not a bad idea. Well, it's it's kind of it's one of those almost like rules in deck building is like you don't want to water down your deck. So anytime you can like either search for a very specific type of card or if you know that the draw that you're going to get is going to be of higher quality like those are the things you want to aim for so either targeted draw or high quality cards so the best way to do that is to thin your deck so i always take the sacrifice a card path hmm. okay no that makes sense i mean the less cards you have to draw the less cards you have and the higher quality the higher quality they are then the better you're going to do in the long run <laughs> that makes sense yeah no that's a good a good path and again like there are uh, a lot of opportunities to power up your cards um you can sacrifice cards which uh, i think gives you uh like a new sigil i think um mm -hmm. i could have that wrong um and then you can also uh warm a card by the fire uh, <laughs> and we... hope the cannibals don't eat it yeah <laughs> well, i guess they're not cannibals they're just unfortunately lost travelers who <laughs> happen to have an eye to eat whatever it is that you put in front of them yeah yeah and it, i mean they have a lot of uh fun with uh you know the flavor of of the game as you're going forward and um they they don't they don't stop that like i again like i think part of the fun of inscription is seeing all the new layers they're adding and i think even when you feel you aren't progressing they are you you are you they are adding more layers on as you go like i i, I think that uh i i think you eventually get to the, to the point in the loop where you've kind of got a good handle on it and you're able to kind of like push through um i think when i was doing it when i've it took me a while to get through the second boss but then once you push through the second boss i think i found it was pretty um clear sailing to get through um through the next boss as well like mm. i, I kind of just kept going and i think it it comes down to understanding like really having a good grasp of the mechanics but also having um better uh recurring cards because in the escape room as you're sol solving pu puzzles you can also earn um, permanent upgrades to your deck. Uh, you're finding cards. And that's part mm. of the story building as well as like, you know, you're finding hints um, through just experiencing the game and exploring. And they're saying, and then you're finding like, oh, this, this has led me to a puzzle. I finally have the solution to this puzzle and I get a new card that's in, added to my deck. Um, so like, it, it, it just, it's so it's so creative and, and so clever. And I think like, um, it'll be really interesting to see once it kind of, uh, once you get to the point where it starts to push a little further and, and there, you kind of understand, uh, that there's more going on to, to this than just like a stuck in a cabin playing a card game with a madman. Um, mm -hmm. and that's, that's all I'll say on that. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed like the first part of it. Uh, I, I enjoyed the whole game, but I think the first part 
um, you may not say it now, but like, I think once you leave it, you're like, oh yeah, no, I could totally go back to that. I think it would be, mm. you, there's with some tweaking and I, I have not played the mod. There's a mod, I think it's called uh, Casey's mod. It's, it's being supported by the developer and it is basically taking that first part in the cabin and turning it into uh, like an endless version where they're adding new cards and they're adding new bosses and, and stuff uh, as part of this mod. I mean, I could see it being free. I could see it being part of DLC once it's done, but I I would go back and play that because I really enjoyed sort of that, um, that look and feel that uh, the mechanics and uh, I was, I was a little bummed when it ended, you know, but yeah. uh, I still enjoyed the whole, th- I still enjoyed the whole, uh, the whole game. Well, you're not alone because there's like over 50,000 overwhelmingly positive reviews for this game on Steam right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it's it's been brought up a lot uh, in Game of the Year. I know it was one that I missed uh, last year that um, I think if I had played it, especially playing it close to the end of the year, I think it would have it would have. Yeah, because definitely... it did come out in October of last year. So uh, so, yeah, I think this is this is one that's. um I'm going to reserve my judgment till I'm done, but it (laughs) has a lot of interesting mechanics, at least from a card game playing perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you're getting close. You're getting close to, you know, poking your head through and moving forward. Yeah. uh, What's going on here? Peeking behind the curtain a little. Yeah. And, and you might, and I could be completely wrong. You might text me and be like, yeah, I, I, uh, I got through the curtain I pulled it back and I'm like, I'm not, I'm still not seeing it, but I, I really think that, um, I think I think you'll enjoy it. I think you enjoy these the, those type of experiences. Um, uh, I like definitely mystery. do. So mystery, um, yeah, you like it. Things, stories that evolve over time. Absolutely. Uh, if you guys like what we do here at the Gamers Inn, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/TheGamersInn to support the show. We are currently looking for our February patron, so if you'd like your name here, again, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/TheGamersInn. That brings us to the news this week. Uh, we got a trailer mm. for the Halo TV series, which is going to be on like the 80th streaming service, Paramount Plus. Um, I subscribed to this for a week to watch the two South Park specials, and then I unsubscribed. So I will not be watching the Halo TV series. I just I can't. There's just I have I pay for too many things. But Ryan, I imagine you are signing up for Paramount Plus. <laughs> I you know I I likely will. I think, I mean, come on, it's Halo. I like it's Halo. Halo, right? It's Halo, it's Ryan. Come on. <laughs> I also agree with you. I do not like subscribing to things, and I'm pretty good at strategically subscribing. But The alternative would be to let the entire thing come out and then just subscribe for your free week and binge it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people will believe me when I say I might end up doing that. I think if there was a way for me to watch... Like, you know, sometimes they'll put the first episode up um, for for free. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you can access it through Paramount+. Plus. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, to myself, like, am I going to want to watch this week to week? Or am I going to want to have to be able to kind of... Am I going to be fine to wait? And, like, I've watched a lot of Halo, you know, non-video game. Like, they've tried movies. They've tried um, short-form TV series. This is their first full attempt at, like telling the halo story the master chief story in a series this is their first i think um big foray into that and um i'm watching this trailer and it's kind of playing in the background as we discuss it and i i'm watching it and like yeah this looks like halo they i think this is um it's not like necessarily like um 
the best i think like the halo experience that you could probably see them in adapting it to a movie or something but like it kind of fits with um the tv series that have been kind of coming out to streaming services you know like um i I started watching wheel of time it kind of feels like in line like with the type of effects and uh, yeah with like that level of of quality yeah yeah like there you see the seams a little bit like his his suit it looks really good, but it still kind of looks a little plasticky a little bit. Like, uh, oh, okay. I don't know. I thought you were going to say that like alien face that they show about a minute in. I was like, mm. yeah, the alien faces as well. You're and, pretty plasticky and, and CGI looking. But it comes down. Which again is fine. It's a TV show, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to watch it because the covenant don't look, uh, you know, um, uh, I, I'm sure. Yeah, like I mean, realistic enough. <laughs> realistic enough. Like they're they are aliens made up by developers in Seattle. So like again, like it's not, I'm not here sitting here expecting it to be the greatest thing. But I, I'll watch. I'll watch it. I'm excited. It, it looks like they're kind of doing something different. Um, the trailer is kind of positioning as the Covenant have invaded. They have not discovered Halo, but they're looking for Halo. And I think that's the biggest difference with the games is that the Covenant know of Halo but the humans accidentally discover it. Like they do a blind jump and then they come to the halo. Whereas in the series, it really seems as though both the covenant and the humans know of the halo and they think it's a weapon to help them win the war. But of course it's, it's not that Um, it's to wipe all living spoiler alert, but it's, it's a weapon that basically (laughs) it wipes all of live, all living beings off the universe because that is the food source for the flood. And I'm like, I'm excited to see that story, but it seems like they're kind of positioning the series as before Halo, you know, mm. uh, even though it's called Halo, maybe half of it takes place them trying to find Halo, but I don't want to watch 10 episodes of them trying to find Halo. Get us to Halo. I, and, and nothing <laughs> in the trailer kind of showed Halo. And that's like, my other big concern is like, is this just going to be the journey to Halo? And then if they the get a second origin season, story, yeah. Yeah, because this is, um, it also appears to be like pre-reach um, because there are other Spartans, uh, which again, like all the Spartans, you know, died on on Reach before they went to the Halo. So again, like this is kind of like a prequel. Spoilers, God! I mean, I mean it's a... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Like, I know. Whatever, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't care. I know everybody at home really doesn't care. Like, oh, all the Spartans are dead. Uh, they either don't care or they already know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think when it comes to Halo lore, if I've discovered anything about talking about Halo lore, it's like, you either don't care or you already knew. And <laughs> that is totally fine with me because I... Again, like I'm, I'm looking forward to the series, but there's just something about it that kind of like continues to um, smell of that like video game adaptation. And mm. I know it's still, it, of course, it's a video game adaptation, but I, I'm still waiting for that um, product to kind of like not. I mean, Arcane was that. You know, I wanted Halo. I, now that we have Arcane, I'm kind of thinking, when are we getting the next? video game adaptation that doesn't kind of smell of video game adaptation. Yeah. It's just a good story for the sake of being a good story. And I think that like it's possible to do arcane kind of showed that, but at the same time, like arcane was also fleshing out a universe. Like this is fleshing out a universe. I don't know. I feel like if I'm going to go watch something, I'm more likely to be interested and entertained in a story that I don't necessarily already know. Like if I can sit down and play it with the level of video game graphics we have nowadays, and it's going to tell me that exact same story, 
at the speed I want to hear it, why would I let a TV show do that instead? Like, I'd rather have the interactive, like, experience, right? So I think it's good that they're not just rehashing the plot of a game, but that they're um, telling new and different stories, even if they might be in parts where you don't think it's quite as interesting. And I say that as someone who sat through the Warcraft movie, which tried to do this exact thing and kind of fell flat on its face because they just like tried to go back to the very beginning without considering what would be the most interesting for not only their fan base, but just like everybody. (laughs) Like they kind of went with the most like basic origin story when they probably could have told the story of Arthas and pulled people in that weren't fans of Warcraft because it's just a better story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I will watch it. I'm looking forward to it. I've been following it since it's um sort of announced. It's been, it was announced oh, probably almost a decade ago. They've been working on this on and off for quite a while. And, um, you know, Spiel- Spielberg was attached. I think it was supposed to be originally showcased and then got moved over to Paramount+. Plus. I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, it's a streaming service, so it's 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 going to be a, a lower bar. Honestly, I think because it's a streaming service, it's going to be uh, a higher bar. I feel like uh, cable and just normal, you know, television, it, the quality isn't there. It's now on streaming services, so I'm it's, not worried. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Know? But I think that... Uh, they're doing some really good stuff here. Like I think the the fact that they're not feeling cornered and, and getting the voice of Master Chief to come back, like they have the actual actor um, who's who's playing Master Chief, it's his voice. It's not the same voice as the video games, which I think is a good uh, call. Um, they're bringing in new characters, but there are recognizable characters. You have Dr. Halsley, you've got Cortana, which Cortana is the main, you know, uh, video game voice actor which makes sense it's an ai that you can bring her in without you know causing you know Mm -hmm. uh much havoc but uh yeah i think uh i'll i'm gonna watch it uh obviously when i watch it we'll talk about it here um at least the first episode i'm not gonna start doing a weekly breakdown on on this show i think it would (laughs) drive jocelyn mad oh absolutely insane one episode (laughs) and then when it's over i'll talk about it that's my that's my promise and i think that's about as far as i can get uh, while sharing the airwaves with with Jocelyn, so uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean March twenty fourth. That's sooner than I thought it would be. Uh, I honestly didn't think we'd get a date. I figured we were just gonna get a trailer, but mm. yeah. So, anyway, yeah, we'll so we got a date, and it's yeah, a couple months from now. So I look forward. I do look forward to hearing about it because again, it's a video game adaptation. So I want them to do well because <laughs> I think there's a lot of interesting stories, and the more video game adaptations that do well, the more of those stories we're going to see on the big or small screen. So, uh, yeah, I'm down. I I hope it does well. I really do. Um, There was another acquisition in gaming. Uh, Sony (laughs) bought Bungie for a measly $3.6 billion. (laughs) So, yeah, this is so Bungie. uh, Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but Bungie made original Halo, right? Yes. Okay, so Bungie made original Halo, and then 343 took it over. Now Bungie makes Destiny. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so them, $3.6 billion. Only, only $3.6 billion. But they have said Destiny 2 is going to remain multi-platform, which, again, like I think a lot of these things come down to existing IPs 
and like existing games and all of their like updates, if it's a game as a service, if it's something that gets regular patches for content, will very likely remain multi-platform because there's a lot of money and agreements that are in place there. There's obviously fan bases. You don't want to take a game away from a fan base if they're going to still pay you money in any way, shape, or form. So, I mean, that to me seems self-evident, but not always. Um, but I think any new stuff that they make, any new games, any new IPs, that are, those are the things that are going to end up being exclusives. So is there anything you're worried about in that sphere with Bungie now going over to Sony? <laughs> Not really. I think uh, Garrett put a tweet out there um, basically about, and I and I, I share his thoughts in that Destiny always felt like a PlayStation uh, game to me because I played it first on PlayStation. It had the marketing deals there. Uh, I only switched over to PC with Destiny 2, but still it, as I was playing it on PC, it felt like a, a PlayStation product. And um, th- the thing is here, like, I, they've used very strong wording. Uh, and, and of course, all this can change years down the road. And no one no one will have any, you know, they'll be able to point back at the news stories. But you said, and it's like, it won't matter, you know, because Sony owns them. And if Sony wanted to go into Bungie and say, like, hey, we, we really would like you to make your next game exclusive to PlayStation. But a lot of the wording out there is is saying, like, Bungie is remaining independent, although they are owned by Sony Interactive. Uh, but they want all of their future IPs and future Destiny games to be multi-platform. They are a multi-platform studio. Again, all words that can be changed mm-hmm. uh, down the road. Yeah, once you get owned by somebody, then like uh, yeah. decisions are out of your hands. Like I think that it's great to aim for that, but I mean, like, why is Sony buying you then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I think Sony uh, obviously has a very good thing going for them with their first party titles like Horizon and God of War and Uncharted and all that and Last of Us. Um, And that is one part of the strategy. I think another part of the strategy is is marketing deals. Like if you're going to have something that's third party, uh, having the better version of it is also helpful. Because, again, like looking at the Deathloop deals um, with Bethesda where they get a, a year head start. That is a big deal. If you if you only mm. play it on consoles and you want to play it on day one, well, I guess you're buying PlayStation, right? And I think it same thing goes for, you know, um, early access to DLC maps. That I don't, Bungie is saying they're not going to do that. There's no marketing style deals coming here. You know, they want all platforms to play equally. But again, at the end of the day, yeah. uh, the only thing I can think of that, keeps Bungie statements intact and gives Sony an edge is Destiny 2 and future Bungie games coming to whatever uh, service that PlayStation is ramping up uh, as a Game Pass uh, competitor. Right. That is something that gives them more content to play with there. So maybe that's where we go. Mm -hmm. And speaking of acquisitions, uh, I don't know if you're actually playing, Ryan. I tried to play this and I just, it's not my jam. But um, the internet, my internet, my Twitter, my Facebook has been absolutely covered over the last few weeks <laughs> by these freaking Wordle score scores. And I, like, I just 
God, they're everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. I even blocked the word Wordle, <laughs> and they're still everywhere. <laughs> like, it, literally, people just posting, this is how I did today, and then this block of colors, and I'm just like, ah, I just want you out of my feed. You're so cluttery. Well, apparently, New York Times doesn't feel that way, and they purchased them. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, bringing up questions of, am I still going to be able to play Wordle? Because New York Times is behind a paywall, so... <laughs> they very much are. Um, it's funny you bring up Wordle. It is a video game. It's a game we could have talked about on the show. I Yeah, um, I, d I tried it, and I just I couldn't get into it. You know, here's the thing. I did the same thing as you. I muted it, and then in classic Ryan mode, I felt kind of bad that I had muted it. Um, be, be, not because I didn't want to see it, but just because I was like, oh, but people are posting this stuff and like I'm I'm muting something that is a video game that I should understand this. So I unmuted it. I went to play it and I haven't I haven't stopped playing it. I've been playing it for the last like three weeks. And um, oh, really? OK, yeah. I'm actually kind of interested about that because I, I played it specifically for the show, but then I really didn't like it. So I was like, <laughs> I don't want to just talk about something that I don't enjoy like that's no. <laughs> that feels bad <laughs> don't want to just be a big downer especially when I know a lot of people like it so what's the hook like did I just not give it enough of a chance did I not get far enough because I will also say like I don't know if I'm in like some sort of tutorial or something but like my wordle doesn't look like this wordle <laughs> yeah I think for me uh what finally clicked with me it, it was tough you know early on like kind of figuring out like okay what where's the fun here and I think what it comes right down to is like the ability, the, the fact that you can only do one puzzle a day and you have the same puzzle as everybody else. That's is I don't post my score. I still think posting the score is a little I, obnoxious. You, you do you. It's your Twitter account, whatever. But um, I don't mind seeing them now. Now that I'm playing, it doesn't bug me as much. But I don't I don't share them because a most of my scores are absolute shit because I'm terrible at uh, at words until the very end. And I'm like, of course whose is a word or those is a word and that's what i should have guessed three three before three guesses ago <laughs> exactly that's my biggest struggle is i'm just not well, as good it's, as it's basically um so it's oh shoot what's that what's that game now that i'm totally blanking on it's the game you used to play as a kid that had like the four slots in it that you use the colors and the person you were playing against would would pick the four colors and you had to guess what colors they picked in in what order and they'd give you like a a green if you got the right color in the right spot they'd give you a like a yellow if you got the the right color wrong spot and they'd give you a black i think if if you got the like wrong color wrong spot um and then you had to put in like your next guess and you kind of like worked your way up a board like it's that exact same concept i can't think of the name of the game but i used to play it with my brother at my grandparents house all the time it was like a board game yeah and um ma mastermind maybe i think that i've i i was gonna suggest that but i i've never played it but i know it's come up in conversations around wordle okay because it's just that but with words yes mastermind okay i'm I just googled it it is it's mastermind <laughs> oh, okay yeah it's uh well it, you know the game um wordle is is i think fun once you kind of you 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 get into the puzzle so like for me i always start with the same word every every time which uh, which gives me five unique letters and that gives you, sometimes it gives you nothing sometimes it gives you you know uh, actual placements if you're lucky and sometimes it gives you um it's just in there you just got it in the wrong slot and i think like going from there and guessing words and you can play i guess there's a hard mode where you have to play with whatever letters you haven't guessed yet 
like it either is part of the puzzle or you haven't guessed the letter. Um, but I usually play in a way where I'm like kind of, I don't play hard mode where I'm like, um, I'm guessing I might reuse letters that I know aren't in it just to be able to form a letter to like gut check. Well, does, is there a, you know, an I or a C or an R uh, okay. in this one, <laughs> you know? So it, it, that's probably why I always like get it on the last, you know, second, last, last uh, <laughs> so try. First, so wait, do you have to make them actual words or can you just put letters in? You, you Did have you to like R-S-T-L-N-E this bitch or? <laughs> no, no, you got to put actual words in. And I think oh, that's okay. where, again, my brain, I, like I'm a good speller, but like thinking of words on the fly is tough. And I am trying to, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I got to get my word, wordle puzzle in for the day. And I, I think most people like chip away at it throughout the day and that's their fun. But for me, I'm like, well, no one wants to start. I want to finish it. So I yeah, sometimes that's will how I through. would do it. Oh God, I would not be able to start it and then put it down again. That's crazy talk. Yeah. So I think most people kind of like they do it over the course of the day. So they make they a guess and it. they walk away and then they come back with their thoughts later. And yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, they take no. notes and then they uh, weirdos. They walk out of meetings <laughs> like I've had it. The word. What are you talking about? And then and then when you post your Wordle score later, your boss knows. Oh, he was playing Wordle. Well, he's fired. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, no, I, how dare he expand his vocabulary and mind? Yeah, <laughs> on work time though. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think like uh, it, it is the game is is uh, uh, fun. Um, I think I, I I understand where uh, now that I've played it, I kind of understand where everyone's coming from because it's it's a fun game that you're playing with all of the internet. Yet you're not like um, if you have. And I know you and I both have people who are playing it and posting. Um, their their scores that is you playing with them but like you you can compare your yeah scores there's to no them. like like leaderboard no. or anything right like it, it's just a it's, it's supposed to be a personal thing <laughs> yeah i think so or like a like a some people you know play against you know their spouses or or their friends and just like casual conversation of being like oh i got in two oh i got in four you know so i think but for me it's always been i've just been playing it on my own as just for fun, just something different. I don't play any, I don't do crosswords. I don't have any of the other stuff. And I think that's where Wordle fits in with the New York times. As soon as I saw that they were purchasing, I was like, Oh yeah, crosswords. This makes sense. Yeah. Cross Finally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After all these years, they've got something to add to their crosswords. You know, they, they have another <laughs> game in there and um, I think it makes sense. And, but you know what, as soon as I saw this purchase, you know what it reminded me of another pandemic sort of, you know, uh, thing that everyone glommed over was that some good news that didn't go anywhere once it was purchased. Um, uh, was it some good news? It was John Krasinski and he was doing that like YouTube oh, show. Yeah. 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 And it got purchased. I didn't, I didn't know that got purchased. I just, I think I saw him do it like twice or something and then it just stopped. And I was like, Oh, I guess there's no more good news in the pandemic. That makes no. sense. <laughs> I think he was doing it. And then he, I'm sure like, you know, there was a lockdown period where that was all he was able to do. Um, and he was doing some good news and I, and it did get purchased and it didn't go anywhere. I think it was purchased by maybe NBC or something like the concept of this, of the show. Mm. Um, there was never any word that he was going to come back and host it. I think it was just like they bought the idea and it just <laughs> stopped, which is like really terrible, uh, especially with what it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like Wordle, I think I don't think Wordle's not going anywhere. Uh, they've said like they've tr they're they're the creator is like during the deal making, he wanted to make sure it was continued to be available for free, whether you access it from the New York Times site and there are ads now, 
Um, or there's like a premium version where if you're a New York Times subscriber, maybe you get four puzzles a day. Or you get, I don't know. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. monetized. If you spend almost, you know, over a million dollars, like, come on. They're definitely, definitely going to monetize that. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I guess the... <laughs> It, well, it, it, you're right. It fits yeah. in with the New York Times kind of brand, and uh, and I'm glad that people do enjoy playing it. Um, like I say, I couldn't get into it, but uh, I mean, God, if if people want to play Mastermind against me, I would love to do that. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> but yeah, there's something is. about like guessing words is just is just not my jam. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's it. Is that a, any more thoughts on the the Wordle acquisition? Before um, we wrap the show, no, I, I think uh, I think Wordle will continue to be awesome and uh, for the time being, but um, be prepared to to have to subscribe to New York Times for some fun added bonuses. I think, um, yeah, but yeah, you know, I actually I did one one Wordle story that kind of crossed my Twitter before I actually blocked the word um, <laughs> <laughs> was was actually kind of interesting because people were getting really pissed off because apparently. Just by, um, oh, I can't even remember the key to see the source code of a website. It was F12. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, apparently you could like F12 on the Wordle website and they just had like a, a really easy to access way to see all of the solutions. And oh. people were like, ah, they're like, they're cheating at Wordle. Who cheats at Wordle? And it's like, no, they're hacking. They're, it's different. They're finding a different way to do it. And a cool like workaround. That's, that's what hacking people do <laughs> so it's just they're playing a different game that's all it is like <laughs> oh i'm sure i'm sure that there are websites out there you can go to now that are like hey here's the wordle of the day <laughs> there i even named it for you <laughs> I, I think someone uh i think someone on facebook is it could be johnny feisty i think he's like posting wordle salute like he's posting his wordle screenshots but it's just for, him yeah. winning in one move yeah <laughs> and over and over again and i think like now it's i think just, about well, it <laughs> it's kind of you funny know, i always thought it was just he was posting like green square emojis <laughs> <laughs> no i don't even think he's posting like an actual official wordle thing <laughs> oh really i i just i saw it and it's like that is totally him it's just him like finding out the word of the day doing the puzzle and then posting it just to be like look at like that's the I'm thing. So like, smart. It, I guess it every time. <laughs> yeah. If you're cheating or you're even this is the funny thing, it's like it kind of feels like because there's one puzzle a day and there's no real bonus to winning unless you want to like there is like a, a a score sheet for your personal um playthroughs that tells you your win streak and and, and where Are you, you about to tell me that if you're cheating, you're only cheating yourself? I could, that's probably where I was going in a long winded fashion. But yeah, kinda. <laughs> You know, like you're not really, you're not really gaining the system. You're kind of just, you might as well just go play something else because it's like kind of wasting your time by, by cheating. Right. I don't, I could be wrong. I just feel like if I got to the point where I'm like, um, looking for hints, which I've been there where I'm like, I just can't see how a word can fit into this with like an O, a, an H and an E. And then all of a sudden like, oh, it fits. Hole? Yeah. Hole. Sure. Exactly. But like that word doesn't come into my mind while I'm playing unfortunately yeah. it's just like my brain oh, is just yeah. blanking I, I need to stop trying to get the word get the puzzle solved in one sitting i need to i need to you know coffee break it like you know 
Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> like other people apparently do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I you find gonna it, be one of those all day Wordle people, Ryan? You'll I have to tell us about it. <laughs> I don't think I have the time to be an all day Wordle person. I'm so glad there's only one puzzle because honestly, I could see myself. Ah, just one more puzzle. I'm so glad there's only one puzzle. That is my favorite part about it. So, anyways. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. If you guys want to share your Wordle score, your Wordle scores, that was harder to say than I thought it was going to be. Do it anywhere else other than bit.ly slash TGI Discord. I'm just kidding. If you guys want to make a Wordle channel, I'll make a Wordle channel. (laughs) Now you're inviting them. I might have to edit this out just so they don't do it. Because I feel like now I was like, oh, great. We got to create a, even if we create a Wordle channel, we still know it's going to be in there and i feel like it it, it would still it would still bug you but i don't know because <laughs> you could just mute oh it. i don't care i'll just mute it yeah like i know nothing about fire emblem that that's muted too sorry <laughs> yeah that, no, that's totally fine but yeah there's there's ways to get around it on discord don't you worry but yeah. if you do want to join the conversation and maybe share your scores head on over to bit.ly slash tdi discord uh you can also uh follow us on twitter you can find me jocelyn at joss plays ryan is at r murphy and don't forget to follow the show at the gamers Inn. thanks for staying at the gamers Inn. and remember tune in next week bye everybody bye everyone Here we go.